Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Call him what you like. I'm sticking with the uh, the birth certificate. You can text in on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Yes, follow us on Twitter. Come on, it's two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. Oh, you've changed your tune. I know. Daisy, the producer, told me downstairs that we're being more active in the social media a minute ago. I was really down. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You're active in the social media, right? I couldn't be more active. I'm almost hyperactive. You're all, you've always got your <laughs> finger on the... Or in this case, your thumb, I suppose. Yeah, I'm all over it. Oh, yeah. It's got leather on today. Leather, I understand, is the look at the moment. You know what? I'm calling it Bad Sandy from Greece. My look oh, today. Yeah. You know when yeah, she turns? Yeah, you do. You look Bad Sandy. And you have turned up in a nice jock sweater. In yes. a role reversal. Yes. And... Uh, and um, mm. Alan has turned up as an old English sheepdog. <laughs> That's a tribute. Bad Sandy, the dog from Annie. <laughs> as in Sandy, I'm going to call him Sandy. That one. Oh. So we're all musical themed this morning. <laughs> now I saw Jerry Halliwell look lovely in, the, in, in what they called, um, she had leather trousers and leather Oh, jacket. she was very, she's she? got a bit quattro. Daily, I'm calling yeah, it. Very, a bit quattro. She was very quattro. Mm. And um, the Daily Mail referred to it as double hide. Double hide? Yeah. Right. She was dressed in double hide, not double. So I, I looks good. She had a, she was at um, a show with uh, Mel B, and she was in double hide, mm. but she's carrying a thermos. <laughs> no. Yeah. She looked like if you. I don't know if you've ever been. It's a bit um, like Golden Girls. Have you ever taken Catwoman night fishing? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she. That's how she turns up. She yeah. had a thermos. She had a thermos, which she carried flash. with her. This was at, a, at a, you know, at a West End. Was it plain? Was it self-coloured, or did it have a tartan? Oh, it's got to have a tartan. It was one. I tell you what, it was. It was one of those uh, matte finish silver. Oh yeah, I know them very well, like Frank. A steel yes. affair. Nice. Yes, I don't like those. Very they look good. like they might have uh, a nuclear isotope. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. all your comic book reading probably makes you think of kryptonite or something in there. Oh it? yeah, it could yeah. be kryptonite. I think. I don't think she. I don't think she's from. Um, no, she's not the type. No. I don't. Think. She's not from Krypton. <laughs> anyway, she looked smashing as she always does. As you know, yeah. she's a friend of the show. Is Jerry she? Halliwell. <laughs> she is, yeah. She is now. She's got herself a thermos. She seems we didn't have long. any say in that. Yeah, she FYI. Feels like, uh, thank me to a friend of the show. No, anyway, I was... Um, so, um, speaking of um, glamorous celebrities, mm-hmm. I was um, I was sitting at home with my, um, my partner, and we had visitors... Mm-hmm. We have visitors now and again. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know. Was it the ABFC? It wasn't the ABFC. The ABFC, of course, is gone now. The uh, Rowan Williams ABFC. New new listeners, new readers, I always want to call them. <laughs> to new readers, he he's my next-door neighbour, the Archbishop of Canterbury. But he, the Archbishop of Canterbury, of course, he's like Doctor Who in that he regenerates <laughs> yeah. every few years and looks completely different. Um, although he's always the Archbishop of Canterbury. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't met the new one yet, but the old but he one... he gets the flat, the new one. Oh, you get, you get, the, you get the palace. Oh, right. It's like the caretaker job. No, but I didn't know yeah, that. When my dad was a school caretaker... That's the gig. Goes with the gig. Yeah, he yeah. got one that didn't have the house with it. So we had to stay in our dirty old council house. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, some of it was all right for toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Oh, and, uh, and a brace and of scourer. Oh, I bet you had the little milkies as well. No, we never got the milks. I think that was, uh, it might be post Thatcher. Okay. But um, that shiny toilet paper, I used it for tracing. Mm -hmm. 
It's oh, do you know, that's the most poignant thing you've ever said to me. Well, stick around. <laughs> so the uh, the ABFC flat is, um, it's a great it's and favour flat. flat, is it? It's not a flat. It's, it's not some bedsit. It's not some Mark Armand bedsit land. The Archbishop of Canterbury in a flat. What a terrible <laughs> image of a secular society. I was making a little joke about being a grace and favour apartment. Oh. You know, grace. Oh, yes. Yeah, your grace and faith. Sorry, did I trample on your gown? It's all right. I, I, I clawed it back, didn't oh, I? I feel, I feel, <laughs> Willfully. I feel bad about it. It wasn't deliberate. So not, he's I'm not, not one there. of those comics. He's not there, but you and Kath are. Yeah. yeah and, and we visitors. had friends round. We had a, um, a, yeah, a couple of couples round. Lovely. We were talking about... Um, we, we were looking at a... We were thinking of moving recently, so we looked mm. at a place, and the estate agent started telling us who lived locally, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they like to name their... their oh, name, they love their that. name drop. And we were on about who you would have, if you could have any neighbour, mm. who would you want as your next-door neighbour? And I said, straight out, Lucy Pinder. <laughs> now, what? Lucy why Pinder. did you say Lucy Pinder? Well, in case you don't know, Lucy P- people may not be familiar with her work. Lucy Pinder is, a, is what they call a glamour model. Mm-hmm. Now, a glamour model, let me define it, is a model who probably has less glamour than any other model, mm. really. But I don't know why they're called glamour models. It suggests that people like Kate Moss have no glamour in their life, <laughs> which I'm sure that isn't true. But anyway, she's, she's a sort of page three, Can I say they also, loaded. at model agencies, they call them money girls. Do they? Mm. Oh, I, they don't like that. No, That's they're called the money too. girls. No. Are they? Mm. No, I like, I like a little... Um, I like a little clouding on the truths of life. I don't <laughs> like them to be nailed up front like that. Mm. Anyway, so I said it, I said it partly because there was a couple of blokes in the house, and I suppose it was a Sunday. I was relaxing. Uh-huh. I You're couldn't be bothered to say Dr. Jonathan Miller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I'll play. I'll go easy. I'll just go easy, you know. And I'll. Say, in truth, of course, I wouldn't want. I mean, I've, I've worked with Lucy Pinder, as you know, quite recently. Regular readers will know that. <laughs> But um, And she was very nice, but I wouldn't want her next door because I find Bosty models, they're a magnet for the underworld. <laughs> Tell me about it. And, you know, someone would be parked across your parking space and you'd say, would you mind moving your car next thing you know, you're in hospital. And I don't <laughs> need I'm not saying that Lucy Pinder lives with us in that kind of life, but, I mean, that's the general gist yeah. of the glamour model. That would model. be a worry. That so I wouldn't, anxiety. that's not a word. But it did get me thinking, if I had the choice, who, who would I ideally have living next door? And I'd love to know. What are our readers? Um, I like this new development. <laughs> I love yeah. readers. I'd like to know they'd live. They don't even have to give a reason. Just any. I just want to know <laughs> who they want living next door in an ideal world. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You were outing yourself as something of a Pinder fan earlier. Well, it was you know, like I say, I just threw it. It was like throwing a grenade into a crowd mm. of German soldiers in the 40s. Cool. Kath uh, went down with the ladies in the room. Well, Kath um, said, oh, that's that's so not you mm. to say that. I can see why she would say that, because it is the bawdy humour that I don't think you're sort of known for these well, people, days. Well, yeah, so. you've seen people... It was, thought it was, of it was laddie Maybe had a flashback. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> when about 94? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's very right-wing, though, just FYI. Is that right? Who mm. is? Uh, Lucy Pinder. Well, she's conservative, isn't she? I don't know if that class is as very right-wing, does he? Oh, dear. I don't want to talk about politics, OK? okay. <laughs> Who's the apologist over there? <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that. I've always fancied living in a sort of seaside postcard. 
sort yeah. of land. You could mm. have Lucy pinned on one side and an easily shocked vicar the other side. Yeah. You'd, You'd have all the components. Yeah, everything covered. Yeah. You see, well, I have I had actual... Well, we should say first, we, <laughs> the, some of the readers have texted in, Frank, yeah. with their dream neighbours. Okay. Uh, 609 Sebastian Coe. No now, why would that be? That's because he's a national hero, isn't he? It might be, or it could be that he travels a lot and they make good neighbours, don't they, because they're not about. Yes. Presumably he goes that's to the, other countries to watch They're running. the best neighbours, travellers and people on a suspended sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what you're Or after. it could be that it's somebody that likes running and judo and Sebco would be a good neighbour for them because you think, oh, we could go for a jog together. Mm. And then Mondays we could go and do a bit of judo together. You know, Seb Coe's a big judo dude. Now. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I believe he's a judo black belt. Like this I know. sharp, <laughs> honest. I'm, I'm telling it like I think what it are is. You, what Dan are you? I'm none. I'm none. I'm a beginner. I'm oh, novice. Okay. I'm right at the so start of So what belt do you journey. wear? You wear a white belt, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about my judo on the radio yet. Have we not? I feel a bit uncomfortable. Oh, sorry, was it supposed <laughs> no, to be a secret? Oh, oh, secret. Oh. About it no, but I was just thinking... Judoista. <laughs> they call them judokas, you know. Do they? Yeah, He's yeah. like Peter Parker, Seb, he keeps it secret. Seb Coe is a judoka. I don't know why we're talking about that. That, that sounded anti-Semitic. <laughs> can, sounded I just, <laughs> can I just say David we're David already texted in about that. We're talking about his martial <laughs> arts here. Can I make that absolutely clear? Frank, five, seven, eight, living next door, Rolf Harris one side and the lovely Emily the other side. That's for me, Ian. Well, of course. Twelve months ago, that would have been a dream. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Um, there's, a, there's a good one here. Prime Rolf, Minister The trouble is with good. Rolf Harris, wouldn't you have been in bed thinking, is that the heating? Cause he'd, 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 <laughs> and he'd, he'd be drying boards next door. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. then, oh, you'd be saying, sitting at home and you I mean, who wants that? Huh? Well, I don't know. No, no that's, a, that's actually <laughs> general. That's the question. OK, carry on. Well, what? I think you did that a lot when you so were on that retreat so. in Rishikesh with uh, George Harrison. I did a little bit then. Yeah. But, you know, the Marahishi, he was only interested in the girls, I felt. Really? I said to Paul, I said, um, Marahishi, <laughs> do you fight with the Marahishi? <laughs> That when you're listening to him, you realise he's looking off of your shoulder at Maria Farrow. At Mia Farrow. I always called yeah. her Maria. We used to laugh about it. <laughs> uh, at, at Mia, oh, you should hear her stories about uh, Frank Sinatra when the uh, when the spicy chai starts flowing. In the, Is that the, uh, her uh, drink of choice? Yeah. Spicy chai. Well, we all had to drink that with oh, the marahishi. Right, yeah. He was, uh, I mean... I once said this, he was a lovely fella, but he didn't keep a bountiful pantry. <laughs> but um, I was talking to Paul, and I said, I, I feel that the Marahishi, he's got a bit of an eye for the ladies. And he said, uh, yeah, I might write a song about that. And oh. uh, he wrote yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. What about you guys? Who would you want to live next door to? Well, I I'm have. Gonna keep, I'm going to keep flogging this. Uh, well, I'm sorry. This, I like it. It won't surprise you to know. This comedy cul-de-sac of a topic. I have had um, celebrity neighbours. Oh, have you? Of course I have. Um, we used to live next door to Engelbert Humperdinck. Wow. When I was a child. In Leicester? No, in Surrey. Oh, OK. He moved to the leafy commuter belt of Surrey. Did you ever hear him singing about the place? I always think if you live next door to a famous <laughs> singer... And he has a lot of showers. Because I sing mm. all the time around the house. D w would you hear Engelbert in the garden? Please. No, but he had a lovely tan. Please. Big old tash and a lovely tan. Yeah, well, he was, he, he's, he was a Vegas uh, regular, wasn't oh. he? Oh. Um, but his son, Scott, used to come to our house a lot. 
Really? He's best friends with my sister, yeah. Did he become his manager? As yes, well? Always he did. Happens, of course. He always did. happens with that really? generation. Yeah, and he kept the original name, which I believe is Dorsey or something it like is, that. It is, yes. Yeah. So um, we also have... That's a good one, Engel, yeah. Engelbert Omperding. I, I thought you'd enjoy he that. Must have, uh, it, were these letters? Did they have to go for really long envelopes? <laughs> <laughs> or did he get Mr E Homperding? Did he actually get letters to Mr E Homperding? <laughs> he was a big name in show business, though. Oh, oh, really oh you <laughs> rascal! <laughs> Al, have you had any celebrity neighbours? No. Oh. I uh, I have nice neighbours, though. I like the street I live on. Um, but I have one uh, bad neighbour, uh, a woman who lives... I live in a terraced street, and there's a parallel street that you can get to through a pathway. And I'm, I loving, once, I'm loving this geography. I once parked my car on the parallel street because my street was so full, and when I came back to the car... It's on fire and upside down. Well, I think that might have been the next stage. This woman came out and shouted, Excuse me, do you live on that street back there? Meaning my street. And I said, Yeah, yeah. Well, why have you parked outside my house then? I've got kids and, like... And this, we're talking... Not oh, even not even a yellow... This highway. Exactly. <laughs> now, it was even worse than that, Frank. Not even a yellow line. It was a completely unmetered road, and she lives in a terraced house. Now, no-one's got control of her outside on a, on a terrace, have they? Surely that's a rule. I think she's no. got anger issues. That's I'd have. You parked. need to get a drive like Engelbert if you want to start. I'd love those a drive rules. like Engelbert. I'd have parked on her throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely outrageous. No, but the actual the direct neighbours that I've got are great. Uh, on one side, we've got. Um, I think she might actually be. Like in a, a glamour model? No, not a glamour model, oh. but nearly as good. Um, a money almost, girl. Almost like a, 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 an experiment in how to frustrate the Daily Mail or the Express. If they heard about it, the woman who lives next door to us is German and a speech therapist. She lives in England teaching English people how to speak. <laughs> and oh. she's German. Can uh-huh. you imagine how annoyed they would be? Especially if she's on benefit. Well, <laughs> not declaring her earnings. I as don't think she is. Very that's, nice. a, that's a pity. That would really push them over the year. Barely there, which I think is a quality in a neighbour if they're hardly ever about. Yeah, that's what it's you really want. Really good. Yeah, yeah. She brought a cake round when we moved in, but I'd already put my pajamas on, and so I had to answer <laughs> the door in pajamas the first time I ever met her. And she said, "Oh, that's a bit sleazy." In it, you don't mind me saying. Don't think yeah. I've ever got over that. I bet she thought that was a bit of a, a dig at the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're very touchy about it, you know, still, to this day. (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, we were... We had any, um, uh, neighbours? Let's round Mm. this one off. Dream neighbour suggestions, yeah, we've, uh... Do you know who I'd go for? Nicki Minaj. Really? I don't know who that is. You didn't even know she was two weeks ago. I know, but I've seen some pictures. She's got the most enormous behind, Nicki Minaj. And I, you know that moment when the taxi's outside and you're struggling with an overstuffed suitcase? Uh Wouldn't it be handy to have Nicki next door? Mm -hmm. Come and sit on it so we can... Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's handy. Do you know who else would be good? Steve Davis. He wouldn't be able to shut a suitcase. No, not for shutting a suitcase, just for a day, because he's he's quiet but thoughtful. He could have a good chat. On yeah, but it'd be Northern Soul all night. Blasting oh, we love Northern Soul. I like. Um, I'd forgotten that. I was yeah. thinking of the snooker. I was thinking the worst you'd get it'd be. Oh, because that wouldn't be irritating. <laughs> it's not going to carry through a wall, that is it? If you go for a thick. Oh, have you met my neighbours? <laughs> I want disgraced canoe man John Darwin. But I, I, I think oh, he'd be fairly... away a lot. Oh, exactly. You'd never hear a peep out of him. <laughs> You're just after and... the sun, though, if yes. I remember. That was your secret crush. He is. 
Um, but the readers have been texting in, Frank. Yes, they're they ideal neighbours. 704, I'd live in a cul-de-sac with Ozzy Osbourne, Salma Hayek and Daniel Craig. That is... Um, that's an interesting combo, mm. isn't it? Fun and games with I Ozzy. I mean, I love Ozzy, but would you want him as a neighbour? No. no. no that would be dangerous. But this chap does. Is Salma Hayek, I can't, is that the woman who played the Frida Kahlo? Correct. In the, oh, OK. Uh-huh. Mm. Not my... But, you know, we're all it, different. Good, we're all different. Um... Joe Aldous has, uh, has texted in saying, my dream neighbours would be Jackie Woodburn, brackets Susan Kennedy from Neighbours, as she's well practised at it. Of course. Very good. <laughs> and on the other side, Angela Lansbury to have around for Murder, She Wrote Marathons. Oh. That's a yes, good call I, could, well. I, I, can, Co, I can imagine sitting with Angela uh, on the lawn. Yeah. Talking about when she worked with uh, Judy Garland in the early <laughs> days. See, really, you could have somebody that you listen to the talking books of, just have a pop round and do the actual thing, you know. Yeah. I could have Richard Dawkins, because his wife um, reads his books to him. Is that right? Yeah. His wife used to be a, um, a, um, a Doctor Who companion. She did, yeah. right. That's right, yeah. And so she's got all the acting skills, and uh, that's why he, sa- he says, well, in, in The God Delusion, he said that when he finished it, he sat down cross-legged on the floor, large, um, larger popcorn. Mm. No. And a, and a big Pepsi, and he she never. read that, and she read the whole book to him. Oh, I'd have, I'd have needed a toilet break after a large Pepsi and a Well, a you know, she, like reads, she reads at, a, at something of a pace, yeah, apparently. a speed reader. But, um, yeah, so that, that would, that's a good idea, the thought. Any others <coughs> before we move on? Um, it's, I don't think it's probably one of our best textings. I'll be straight <laughs> with no, you. No, but then that's because you don't know that I also once briefly lived next door to George Michael's sister. Ooh. And he was over there a lot. Was he? Mm. He often, I'd see him with a baseball cap on, on the terrace, having a, a little cigarello yeah. of an evening. <laughs> Didn't was, it, was do you know what? He was very considerate. Smoking outside, mm. that's, nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I think his car was smoking outside the other time. Smashed into a lamppost. That's what worries me, him parking in the middle of the street and sleeping in it. It's not good enough, is he? Anyway, we'll close this now. We can just we can we can start the rumor that we started at uh, twenty to nine this morning. <laughs> what do you think? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, DNA has been in the news a lot recently. Not just the uh, horse meat mm. in burgers. Also, uh, Richard the Third's DNA. Has been uh, has been used to recreate his face. Have you seen the picture of? Uh, yeah, he looks lovely. The, he does look all right, doesn't yeah. he? He looks, he looks better than I think we all expected I don't him know. to. Do you believe that recreation based on? Don't the... you think it's him? I just think. I, I look. I, I hope this doesn't sound racist, but those skeletons all look the same to me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they do, though. I don't see you take one skeleton and make any different face from any other. Have you seen the picture of the actual skeleton when it's in the earth? Yes, I have. And it looks all sort of bent-backed. Well, that was because of scoliosis. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not him. No, I think that's proof. But the recreation of the face... I'm done. Yeah, it's a bit of a coincidence that he comes... A man whose dying words were, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. (laughs) Turns out he could have walked into any supermarket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's having a mare. Yeah. And he was... Uh, How many of us have been having a mare just lately? <laughs> I've no idea. Oh, I'm off now. 
<laughs> he was uh, he was only like twenty seven centimeters underground. He was uh, in a car park. Very shallow grave. Like, that really one. shallow. I'd be. Gra- I'm surprised the local council have not tried to charge his family for being in a car park. <laughs> I liked years. one of the historians who was kind of leading <clears throat> the search. Did you read this? She was called Philippa Langley. But she said um, she got quite upset and she said, it doesn't look like the face of a tyrant. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Which I thought was quite an emotional response for a yeah. historian. She's I, been looking at it too much. And yeah. She's sort of got that cabin fever <laughs> affection for him, hasn't she? She's, she's fallen the, to she's the She's the ginger-haired, sexy historian, is she? No, that's oh, no, someone else, that's right? Who's the ginger-haired, sexy historian they always call out on telly? I know who you mean. I've met her yeah, as well. you have. She'd make a good neighbour. Yeah. She'd be lovely. Um... Whereas Richard III... No. I don't know, he had a temper on him. <laughs> I wouldn't want him to babysit. No. no. Oh, no. Did no. you see that Lidl, by the way, speaking of this topic, have, have taken all the... Uh, they've taken all those lasagnas off the shelf. Have they? I feel that they're... Um, <laughs> they're closing the stable door. <laughs> oh, it's endless, isn't it? No, it's. I, I like. I like the whole Richard the Third yeah, thing, though. It's, it's I do. The, the pictures of him in the grave because it's like they hadn't done the grave. See, I don't know if he did have a humpback, if you can still call it that. He looked at me like the grave wasn't long enough, and he was having to crouch a bit to get in. <laughs> right. Was he doing? Like, was he petering? Like God, you couldn't get Peter crouching. Like, like, like me in certain bath sizes, you know, normal standard bath. Yeah, it's like when you sleep on somebody's sofa and you have to. Yes. Yeah, that's what it looks I like. I often wonder about you in a bath. Do you? <laughs> no, do I do, really? Frank. Because I think with the cockerel in a hotel setup, mm-hmm. it must be you must be doing a Peter Crouch a lot of the time. Well, in a small size bath, yeah. I mean, if I've got Terrible. a suite, then there's probably like a roll top or something, isn't there? Usually a, a big bath in a in a oh. luxury roll high top. End. What is that? <laughs> you know, isn't a roll top a herring. Bath? You know, a roll top bath. No, no that's a roll mop, isn't it? How is it? Mop, How's it going Frank? with a herring behind? By the way, you were going to do your own, weren't <gasps> you, this year? You're Richard. I had a go, and it didn't. Come out. It didn't taste that pickled. Oh, really? It? Did it taste like raw herring? It tasted. No, it had something. It had a slight pickle. Uh, by the uh, way, on my New Year's you resolution, never really had a go, did you? you may not. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. It's <laughs> not that complicated. Vinegar, herring. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, my New Year's resolution is to pickle my own herring. And um, no, I mean literally. <laughs> and oh. uh, it. Uh, no, it didn't taste like your proper, like your roll. But I've I've never heard of a roll, a roll top bath. Yeah, I've got one with the door. I know that. I've got a side door <laughs> on mine. You get to a certain age, <laughs> and uh, it's, people say to me, "Why doesn't the water come out when you open the side door?" It's a sort of a lock um, type system. Like you get on the, you get on the mechanism. Often wondered about those, how do they work? Because yeah, well, I'll, you can come round my house and. Uh, and step inside. I've got. I've got I'll the. Look, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I've got a key. Do you know? Thing. <laughs> we need locked. to talk about Richard, though. I know we'll continue this because the thing that I found most revelatory is that apparently he would, would have had a Birmingham accent. Is that right? No. Yes. That would have been brilliant, wouldn't he? He said Albania. <laughs> he did. That's Albania. <laughs> Interesting thing. Didn't they think they'd found him two years ago? Do you remember that yes. story? Turned out it was uh, Hilary Devay sleeping rough. <laughs> <laughs> he was 32 when he died, Richard. What a shame. He Packed a bit in, though, didn't he? life ahead of him. Packed a bit in. Didn't even make Jesus years. Mm. No, true. Mm. Kept a low profile, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> By the look of his spine. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, oh, what, it's a what shame. It is. It is. He can't he, help he it. Was, they they put a sharp thing in one of his buttocks as well. Apparently, you know, I imagine that was mischievous boys. Really? Because yeah. it's described in the paper article as a humiliation injury. So. Yeah, mm. a, a well, that's what it is. Mischief, you say, uh, pick that up, Richard, and he bends over. We get the old pike staff. That's what yes. they. I mean, nowadays it would have just been a kick, but in those days, they were, life was cheap. Mm. Yes. The archaeologists were excited, though. It was a big day for them. Yeah, I like an archaeologist type, though, and a historian. Yeah, I always feel sorry for them because their careers in ruins. But um, oh, I that's first class work. I, oh, I, think, I think that might have been the second joke I ever learned. <laughs> Archaeologist careers in ruined. I, I love it. It is anyway, brilliant. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> well, I just enjoy that. No, it's, I, I was excited by it. I like the the little little mm. skeleton lying there in its hole. Looked, oh. looked very gaunt. It did look gaunt, but they do though, don't they? Skeletons. They They've are. got that. That's yeah. one of the things. They do do that though, don't they? Though? They never. Um, <laughs> they do do do. <laughs> they never look like beefcakes, do they? Skeletons. Or They're always cakes. gaunt. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we call well, I'm there? always shocked that the teeth are still there. They last That'd a long a good time, thing. the For teeth. For someone yeah. who had peck implants and that, yeah. and was a fault, you could say, we thought it was a beefcake, it turned out to be a horse cake. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey? I thought Sarah... Frank, you're drawn to these horse jokes, like, so, a, like I, a greyhound to I'm a punchline. I'm horse-drawn. <laughs> um, Sarah pointed out, our uh, our assistant producer... Oh, she's been doing material. ...that the... <laughs> that the um, the sort of imagination of what he... The artist's impression yeah. of Richard, based mm. on his uh, skelly gog, as we used to call them, uh-huh. uh, looks a bit like... What's he called, Sarah? He's called Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar, yeah, oh. from um, the Shrek bloke. Oh, yeah. He does well, really look... From the Shrek film. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He does. He, does re- he looks a bit too much like him. Yeah. I, fa- I think they might have just thought, oh, just get us a face from somewhere. <laughs> I've gone with that. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text in on 8.12.15 or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Oh, again, I've done my my housekeeping for another hour. Nice. Feels good, that, doesn't it? Um, We've we've had a few texts, actually, on various different themes that we've been running concurrently, I like to think. I always like to hear from the readers. Um, You know, the readers were being asked uh, what what their favourite next-door neighbour, their ideal next-door neighbour would be. Mm. Yeah. Um, 131 has texted a great neighbour would be Catherine Jenkins. Good to be on the right side when the apocalypse happens. Mm. Well, he's got a point. Yeah, but you'd be a bit scared, wouldn't you? Mm. And also... Imagine the screams in the night. <laughs> well... OK, it might be light opera. It might not. You don't... If, if you don't want to live next door to Steve Davis and hear Northern Soul, you definitely don't want to hear, hear her doing a physical and vocal warm-up, do you? Like, you know that doing a lot of that warm-up. Especially not when getting... That happened to me once. I was, um, I was stuffing envelopes... In a, yeah. uh, in a theatre. Fan mail. In a well-known... Uh, no, no, it's, this is before my um, my days as a borderline national treasure. Oh. I was I Was, was it working. a part-time job? It was, yeah, part-time in that I wasn't declaring it. <laughs> and, um, I hate it when you talk about your illegalities. Oh, obviously, I, I, that, obviously, that was a joke. Tabloids <laughs> will be all over this. Yeah, but I was stuffing <laughs> envelopes, and the Welsh National Opera were due to perform that night. I, oh. I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of this. I was in a room on my own and I heard... And I honestly thought, you know, every, every theatre has a ghost. 
Yeah. It was terrifying sound. And it, that's what it was, their vocal warm-ups. Oh, right, yeah, yeah oh. they were doing the old thing. Uh, also, morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. Imagine if you lived next door to Catherine and you were... <laughs> you'd, know, you'd know what had happened, man. Yeah. worried about the drones, you'd, know, he'd, he'd been yeah. summoned up. Uh, 376 has texted, uh, morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. What do you think would be different now if Richard had won? That is... Um, wow. What, I'm Nixon? Assuming- I think it's I, I need the to declare it's a conflict of interest for me, obviously. Yeah, because there would have been no Tudor dynasty, so you wouldn't have had your Henry VIII no. thing. Mm-hmm. And that means there wouldn't have been the well-known um, musical hit, I'm Henry VIII, I am. I thought you were going to say the well-known dissolution of the monasteries. <laughs> yes, well, I, yeah, who knows how that would have gone. Mm. It was an interesting point, though. Yeah, I don't think anything much would have been different. I think maybe the rules of pool or something really insignificant would have been the only... Change, you know, like, yeah, don't think it? it would have been massively different. Lawrence no. Olivier would have no. had a mare, but you know, the been. is it the Ray Bradbury story when a bloke steps on a, a butterfly and it changes when he gets back? Everyone's speaking a different language when he gets back to his own time. The yeah. tiniest thing can make enormous changes, yeah. So they say, I'm loving this book at bedtime. I don't buy it, <laughs> I'm not having it anyway. I'm just gonna write this morning off. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were gonna take a trip to email corner. Oh, yes, yeah, so we are gonna go to email corner. Hold on, I'm, hurry uh, up, giddy up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> please, I've just eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Doesn't it? Doesn't it resound? It really does. This email, you know, your one of your little sayings is "Every day's a school day." Mm. This email's a school day for me. Okay. Um, Frank, gorgeous Emily, and Gaz Pacho, sorry, Cockaleeky. Mm. Now. I knew that Gazpacho was a cold soup. I knew Gazpacho. that. Gazpacho. Don't yeah. say like Gazpacho like he's a man. Gazpacho. Yeah. He lives on our street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got speech. vitiligo. <laughs> um, I knew that Gazpacho was a soup. <laughs> I did not know that. Gazpacho! Yeah, Gazpacho. Oh. <laughs> C- carry on, anyway. Let's not just continue this exchange <laughs> like some terrible Gazpacho tennis. <laughs> I, um, I never knew that Cockaleeky was a soup. You, you, you didn't. I didn't know. What that. did you think it was? You thought it was just filth. What did you think we were up to? I don't know what cockaleeky. I what did you think it was? An old-fashioned term for incontinence. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's cockerel. It's chicken and leek. You see, cockerel. Yeah, I googled it. Oh, did you? I googled cockerel, and they used to put prunes in it, and it's apparently a Scottish not in our dish. House. It's a Scot- oh, it, it would be Scottish, wouldn't it? It sounds cockerel. Yeah. I, I reckon I'm going to try it. I'm going to get some chicken stock on the go and make a. You can a get it in tins. Well, why would I do that, though? Oh, these days, oh, buy it in I'm tins, there's convenient. probably horse in there, isn't there? Oh, don't, let's, let's lay off the I'll horse. Uh, it's not, not everywhere. Get off the horse. Could be everywhere. Uh, he says he always gets his soups muddled up, which is how I knew that it was a soup. Mm. Uh, with Frank sharing his name with a marine, remember we were talking about Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner oh, yeah. wrote his book, um, Understanding Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst others. Yeah, uh, he's, which, yeah he was, which we established you didn't really. I'm no, this is a different <laughs> Frank Skinner, but a it Frank Skinner I'd never heard of, and you'd think we, our, our paths. And his have... book was getting recommended in the same uh, in the same breath as your. Yeah, the fine people books, who like this also like. Also, yeah, I mean, Frank Skinner's got, understanding got, Arabs. Could have got me shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I too share my name with someone else, Gareth Thomas, the former Welsh rugby player. So when he came out, I got a lot of questions from my friends and current girlfriend. 
Okay. If Frank Skinner's bracket marine enemies used Google to find him, they may end up with the wrong Frank. Great show, guys. Gareth Thomas. My marine enemies, or the Smurfs, as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> it was from Gar- it's good that he signed it Gareth Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I'd work that out from yeah. having the same name as Gareth Thomas. It reminds me of that fabulous... Because Gareth Thomas, I think, I think he's only the only out yeah. rugby player, isn't he? Yes. Correct. I believe so. Um, do you remember that two Ronnie's joke where it said that uh, it said that the a gay rugby team is touring Britain and that they played England today and although there was no score they had three tries and one conversion. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Are we still in email corner? Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's go to email too. Why not? Uh-huh. Greetings. I like it so far. It's a bit more convincing. Yes. Mmm, <laughs> dopey me. <laughs> Noting your use of words used exclusively. Oh, yes, we were talking about this recently, weren't we? Um, I thought I would mention a couple that I only usually hear at the Crucible during the World Snooker Championships. Okay. I rarely hear the words hampered and nestled in any other context. In fact, John Virgo may own the exclusive rights. Well, I've, I used the word nestled in a police station once when I'd been attacked by someone with a milky bar. Makes <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, a change from the horse one. And then there was that time I was uh, hit with a Christmas um, food package. I think I used hampered. hampered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all right. That Next. is from Nick. All the best, Nick. Frank, your mentor, Andy Eastwood's ukulele and social drinking partner. Oh, OK. Now, Andy Eastwood... Social drinking partner. Oh, that all went through this week, didn't it? I'm, I'm really pleased with them. Andy, uh, <laughs> Andy um, Eastwood, mm. um, he taught me to play uh, the ukulele. The first, I mean, he, he taught me how to play um, Leaning on a Lamppost, the George Formby song, in mm-hmm. about 40 minutes, oh, from yeah. not, having to be pl- not being able to play one at all. And he, man, you should see him play the ukulele. Yeah. Bl- his hands are a blur. I like the sound of that, but I don't like the idea of seeing that whilst drunk. If he was my drinking <laughs> partner, that what I don't want in a drinking partner is them to have tiny instruments in case I think that my perception has gone haywire. Yeah. When I I'm don't know if he perpetually carries it. He <laughs> probably has a night off. <laughs> when I've got three pints of real ale, I don't... I don't want to start wondering, is that a tiny guitar that man's brought with him? I believe Andy Eastwood is the only man to specialise in ukulele at the Royal College of Music. Wow. So he has to play classical ukulele. Well, that's good. <laughs> Again, this is red art comedy stuff. They can do that, though. I've heard that um, that band that do it. You know, the covers one, the ukulele orchestra. Oh, I don't even acknowledge their existence. Don't you? No. Oh, really? You hate them? They hate George Formby. Oh, do they? I did, a, I did a, a, a ukulele workshop with the bloke, and he said, oh, I hate That's you. awkward. He said, George Formby, you know, stops the ukulele being taken seriously. All right. So I managed to do an entire um, one-hour documentary on BBC about the rise of the ukulele in uh-huh. this country without mentioning them. Oh, good. One each, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you can't have that. Another word that comes up at the snooker a lot is they often use the phrase hand on the table. Oh, he's getting his hand on the table. You know, while the other oh. fellas sat down. They say it all the time. It's good, good for him to get his hand on the table yes. and the other one's left in his seat. That's the that's what they do, isn't it? He's, I do, right. I worry when they, leave, when they leave brown on the bottom cushion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we've all done it, but... <laughs> 
Um, any other emails? Oh yeah, there's uh, there's a good one here. Hi Frank, Emily, and Alan. I thought if Alan hadn't already heard about the program on the BBC, then he may be interested to watch Allotment Wars. Ah yes, and to see if the civil war brewing between plot holders was anything like <laughs> he had experienced with his own allotment. Uh, we never had a civil war between uh, plot holders. We just had a a failed crop and a lack yeah. of interest in weeding. I think you did mention that, that you felt you were letting the, the community down. Oh, yeah, I would have loved to have gone down there and done a bit yeah, more. But, but you I said, I thought your... I mean, Allotment Wars is not a great type. That's terrible. Why didn't they do the one that I said? You, like, you, your one what was... What was your one again? Losing the plot. That Yeah, that was brilliant. Oh, it gives you a bit of oh, everything, doesn't it? People so are drawn better. to it on the EPG, well, the old guys. As you can but, imagine, this drew me in, because I hate to see a, uh, a title that hasn't been sufficiently pawned through. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought, what about a lot of bother? And the oh, first bit would be oh, a double L O T. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Turf wars. They could have done that. Big, excellent. What about seeds of discontent? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got another one. Soil and trouble. Soil and it's trouble. based on toil and trouble. You see, right. no, oh, too much no. work involved. Not happy with that one. Okay, what about plantagonism? <laughs> <laughs> That's first class. We okay. should just do these for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You've hit your sweet spot now. Well, allotment Wars <laughs> is not good enough as a title. No. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had an email in from Trevor Forsyth. Forsyth. Mm. Which is like Ronnie Corbett saying Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> yeah. Cliché. He says... Um, First, it was Bruce Willis on The One Show, and then last night, Mark Wahlberg on Graham Norton. Have any of yourselves ever had an awkward interview moment? Mine was oh, during God. an interview for the Royal Navy when I was asked if there was anything I didn't like, and for some reason, I said I didn't like being ordered about and told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, the interviewer looked slightly uneasy, and I got my Dear John letter the following week saying I was unsuitable. Oh, uh, no, that was, a, that was an error. That's yeah. a, uh, there's something really fun about for some reason I found myself saying moments in interviews <laughs> I really like that <laughs> there used to be an old uh, sort of Beano type joke about with the bloke going into the Navy and the, and the Admiral said to him uh, can you swim and he said why haven't you got any ships no <laughs> actually I say Admiral I doubt if the Admiral would be doing interviews would he <clears throat> back then they might have quite busy. that's the Beano dramatic licence I didn't see Marky Mark as I still like to call him yes mm -hmm. I still call him that Frank uh, I did see a bit of uh, a bit of YouTube Bruce Willis on the one show did you he um, he seemed uncomfortable well I was uncomfortable I don't like that level of baldness oh really no I don't like it when they really you know when it looks like a tortoise in a suit yeah yes I don't I find that I I, I wish this well, current what do you trend he does why, why it's does not he... a trend his hair's fallen out I know but he hasn't mm. all fallen out I think he's mm. he's taken the sides off is what he's done I really like that Nick Robinson, BBC political correspondent, Philip Larkin. It's a bit Franciscan, isn't it? Yeah. I like mm -hmm. that, just a bit round the sides and stuff. <laughs> uh, I just, I like, that's what I'm going to do if it happens. I don't like the shaving. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think people look terrible with it like <laughs> that. Really, I like it. And I, I see, you know, like. in hoodlums in the street, the mm -hmm. shaved head. He looks like he moisturises his pate, though, doesn't he, Bruce Willis? It doesn't look dry. It doesn't look like... Oh, a lot of work goes into yeah. that pate. It, it looks yeah. very shiny, indeed, he does. Mm. I, yeah. I, find, I found him hard to watch. Did you? Uh, I, and, and as far as the actual... 
the thing I enjoyed most of all is they talked about there's an, you know there's a meteor, a massive oh, yes. meteor heading towards Earth. Yeah. Right. And they said, you know, you've saved the world a dozen times because obviously that's in films and stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. And they said, um, what are you going to do about the meteor? And he said, I don't, I, I don't know about the meteor. <laughs> and they showed him a graphic of it. And he said, is that true? And they said, yeah, yeah, the meteor. And he said, it's going to miss though, right? And I thought, you know what? If it wasn't going to miss, you would have heard about it, Bruce. <laughs> that is not a thing that someone wouldn't have mentioned to you if there's a meteor that was going to hit Although the I, Earth. I had the same moment of panic when you started this story of thinking, no, this isn't actually hitting, is it? <laughs> no, it definitely. It's, it's missing by the same by the width of the planet. Oh, so it's missing fine, by it? as far from here to Sydney. Let's hope they've measured that right, then. Still pretty close, that. Yeah, if they've got the angle wrong at the start told, of its, its trajectory, then it's, that could it's be It's an problem, astronomical it? near miss, I've been told. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I didn't think he was... The bit I saw, and I watched about ten minutes of him on the no, one show, he was all right. No, he wasn't all right, he was awful. Really? Awful. Was it him that was awful, or them? Did no, they ask him stupid no. questions? You can't say that, he loves them. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking if they made a mess of the Well, I've never seen Die no. Hard. So no, when you go idea. on the one show, you have to buy into the one show. That's the idea. You have to you have to be able to say um, talk about the benefit system <laughs> and um, and scarab beetles. You know, you, you have to be able to do it. Or yeah. you join in and you smile and you look interested, uh-huh. and you know enjoy it. It's a, it's it's a thing that it's a, it's an half an hour of pleasantness. Well, not on Fridays, but I mean the rest <laughs> of the week. <laughs> um, but uh, oh. he didn't. He, he looked just a bit like you know. They don't know Hollywood people. They don't know. They don't know. No. They don't know what's going on. They don't know who they are. They're surrounded by a coterie of people who pamper them, look after them. They become imbeciles. He was very monosyllabic, though. He really he was quite bright. He's in a dispute right? with Apple, isn't he? He's, um, he's trying to sue Apple so that he can leave his uh, iTunes collection to his daughters when he dies. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Because <laughs> there's a great headline for... If they if they were to do it, they should call it... Like, the headline of the story could be Bruce Will List. Will List, because it's going to be in his will, you see? It's, it's not up there with plantagonism. <laughs> no, it's not as good as that. <laughs> but, you know, Don't make me choose. We're all trying. Don't make me we're do all it. Trying. Absolute... Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yes, so I thought um, Bruce Willis. Willis. Bruce Willis. He was all right. Yeah. No, and he actually, wasn't all right. I, I don't I, think you've seen the full thing, though. Well, I tried Monty. to look at it on a popular um, uh, video clip <laughs> sharing website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and and in the end, it suggested some other clips of him being on chat shows. Mm. And I watched one where he went on David Letterman, you know, Letterman's show. Mm. And I think you would have quite liked it, Frank, because he didn't have his pit naked. He was wearing a meat... Oh, he didn't have a syrup. He was wearing a meat hairpiece as a spoof of Lady Gaga, a little parody. Oh, and it was really funny. It was really funny. He he prop. I mean, if, he's always. You sure it. that wasn't a flesh wound? No, no. It was. A, they were doing a little thing. They were, him and Letterman were having a little fun at Lady Gaga. Yeah, and uh, that's brilliant. A meat toupee. A meat toupee, and Letterman ate a bit of it as well, which You're was excellent. Sharp. Yeah, <laughs> turns out it's horse. No, no. no. <laughs> but it was. Uh, it was really fun. And I just think I think we forget that Bruce Willis has got comic skills. Oh God, I used hey, to he love was that. Good in Moon- moonlighting. Moonlighting, oh. he was sensational. Excellent in moonlighting, he was. No, he, well, I, um, he made me laugh on the one show. 
You know, all these people said he was ignorant and that. But you know what? You know what? Haters gonna hate. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't... Mm. He wasn't happy about the title of the film, though, was he? Well... I like that as well. As but you he know, didn't like the title. I've got I've got many problems with film titles. We've discussed this before. I mm. think many films should uh, have a question mark at the end of the title. What's it called? Die even harder or something? No, something it's called, like uh, it's called uh, a good day to die hard. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't even seen the first one. <laughs> I've never I've seen the first one. Have the you first not? One's called die well, hard. I will I not. I, I cannot right tolerate now. an action hero in a singlet. <laughs> Nor can I. Oh, Reminds really? him of Birmingham. No. Unless they're going to go all the way and go string. I don't like a man... motorcycle crash helmet. I know what you mean, Frank. It's a singlet stuck in a lift as well. I find that a bit depressing. He's stuck in a lift most of the time, isn't he? What a depressing movie. I know there are a lot of explosions. I haven't seen any of the Die Hard movies. Me neither. None of us have. No. Daisy the producer. I haven't seen Skyfall. I haven't seen Kes. Oh, that's not what we're doing, is it? But he was fine. He was... I mean, I interviewed Pamela Anderson, so don't talk to me about awkward interviews. Was it awkward? Oh, no. Do talk to me about awkward interviews. What happened? She said to me, you know, your producer said that you've interviewed me before. I have no recollection of that. I thought, well, that's lovely. We went on and we talked for a bit and she <laughs> said she suddenly said uh, Oh now I remember you. I remember the awkwardness. She did. <laughs> she not. did yes. And now of course she lives by the blade. Who won? Mm. She lives by the blade. That's what she does. She goes from country to country doing their dancing on ice. Oh, oh. yeah, she thinks she's oh, doing, I thought you I meant th- the surgeon's blade. I think she's in Holland. I think she's past that too. <laughs> I, 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 I interviewed her three faces ago. Do you think she's had surgery? Really? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, you know, I don't want to make any uh, any aspersions that are might be legally damaging to the company. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Call yourself comics. Not my words, but the words of 093. <laughs> oh, God, my heart off. <laughs> who goes on to say... You say she looks like bad Sandy from Greece today, she being me. Mm. But earlier, she said, tell me about it, and not one of you said stud. That's from Steve in Ollerton, Nottinghamshire. Oh, I don't remember that um, that yeah. sequence from mm. Greece. But I'm so- well spotted you, and I'm always happy to be pulled up on not being sharp enough. And you know that dislike you have of, uh, of people that quote American DVD box sets? Yes. You know that I have that with people that quote from Greece and... Um, What's the uh, what's Dirty the musical? Dancing. No, the one where they wear fishnet stockings. Oh, Rocky Horror. To, oh, people that quote from that. <laughs> I had, to, I had to get a title out there before before the, the switchboard was jammed. <laughs> <laughs> what's that film with the fish? Oh my god! Yes, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Oh, just don't quote that to me. Or Greece. Just where do you live in the eighties? <laughs> People are always bringing people these things going up. People, you live in an area where people are regularly bringing up Grease and the Rocky Horror Show. What's going on? Do you live in the, is it the old blockbuster warehouse? Yeah. <laughs> Does it make any sense, though? Gene Wilder as well. Do you remember Gene Wilder, the uh, American Oh, actor? I saw... What, your interview with him? I interviewed him. I and, think I saw that. And then uh, they the sent... They is this sent on out, the chat show? Yeah, then, then the, yeah. Yeah, in the old days when I was uh, something of a celebrity... 
They, <laughs> oh, uh, they sent that. out. Uh, How old were they? They sent out a thank you letter to him, and he wrote back. They never wrote back <laughs> to he? thank you letters. What in he, his hand? He actually wrote back. Yeah. No. Said, yeah, Gene Wilder, and saying, "How dare you send me a thank you letter? It's the worst interview I've ever taken part in in my entire life." <laughs> <laughs> really? yeah. Have you kept that letter? That's a great letter to I, have. I would have kept it, but it had my excrement on it. <laughs> Why didn't, didn't he like the um, interview, Frank? Um, well, he said to me, you know, the problem is I'm, I'm an actor, I'm not a comedian, so, you know, I don't... I'm not really funny, I do, you know. Mm. And he was right <laughs> about that. Oh, dear. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was mainly me talking. It's also, it's my early days as an interview, so I didn't really know how to do it, you know. Did no. you do the thing... Is that the one where you did the thing with a piece of paper up your nostril? Yeah, well, I talked to him yeah, about yeah. bad taste, because he'd been in a few bad taste-type movies and right. stuff. But mm. uh, I showed two clips from his movies, neither of which he was in. <laughs> which he pointed out in his letter, his letter to my thank you letter. Yeah, I mean that sounds like bad planning. I'm not judging. I don't know what happened. No, they were there. just funny clips. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't cool. look at it. Don't want to clip with his stupid. Better enough, his stupid face is on the sofa. <laughs> well, the good thing is we've all moved on from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not bitter about it at all. But let's just say again, the curse. Let's just the say the career drop. Call yourself a comic. I think I finished him and Pamela. <laughs> if it's fair to say. Less worried about him, more worried about You know, him I went that. to visit him backstage at the West End Theatre and his wife was in the dress room with him wearing a full... Are we still on Gene Wilder? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I presume she'd put this on just before I arrived. She was wearing a full surgical mask. Really? When I went in and he said, this, is my, this is my wife, and she went... <laughs> and, yeah. Well, I mean, who are these people? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not enough for me. <laughs> anyway, this, you know, I don't do those interview things anymore. I wouldn't even have people on this show. We used to have people on here. I've got, I've got to hate them. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, you can... Uh, I just, I just, the producer gave me the note to read out. You'd think I'd learnt it by now, and then she took it away before I'd even said it. <laughs> Well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Do you not know it by root? I know you can text us on 8.12.15, but I can never remember that you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Really? No. I'm the Twitter I always think in this it's, gaff. Uh, yeah. It's my Twitter gaff, my rules. I always think it's at Frank on Radio Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I've got that in my mind. Oh, but, good. Uh, that, that, there you go. Hey, um, I'm with Alan Cochran, I'm with Emily Dean. Um... And uh, Daisy and Sarah are here as well. If you want to know exactly who's wow, in the, the studio, wow, the full team. Yeah, Daisy's just been uh, is next door. Daisy's just been telling us her lottery numbers. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was an interesting uh, chat. Well, yeah. I, I, I like to. I should be watching out for that. Now, Alan was pointing out that he's. Uh, can I say your age, Alan? You may say my age. That Alan is uh, is thirty eight. Mm. This I week, turned, I turned thirty eight yesterday, and mm. Daisy. Daisy said, "You're kidding me. That's one of my lottery numbers." <laughs> well, to be honest, Frank, I I preferred that from uh, your reaction downstairs, which was thirty eight. <laughs> You'd better hurry up and get famous. Oh, well, God, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. Yeah. Really? I'm fine with it. <laughs> now, I said to, uh, when we got up here, up to the studio... Oh, so, I can't bear this! I said, it was just me and Emily in the studio, and I said, Alan was all right with me saying that thing about the famous. You said, no, he wasn't bothered at all, but turns out two hours later, here we are. <laughs> no, I just think it illustrates the chasm between how people perceive 38. I think it's friendly advice, is how I say it. <laughs> friendly advice, pull your socks up. Why not pull your socks up? 
you know. My, uh, <sighs> my son said to me the day of uh, me turning it on the way to school, he went, you don't look any older than yesterday. I think he thinks it clocks up that mm. either that or <laughs> his mum has said, tell daddy he looks the same as yesterday. <laughs> Maybe that's what's yeah. happened. Mm. It's odd yeah. because when, in my drinking days, the day after my birthday, I looked a lot older than I did the day before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I looked a yeah. bit, not, not, not unlike Richard III. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think people parked on that car park and heard, Now is the winter of our discontent, <laughs> we're drawing. Oh, yeah. What is that? What is that? Mm. Um, yeah, so um, happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you very much. I'd and, like uh, to take this opportunity no. to thank everybody for my gifts, including this show. And and I've got shoes, I've got all How sorts. How many gifts did you get? Oh, I've had a right... say. I've had a right old yield, actually, for 38. Okay. I reckon it's probably my best yield since maybe my um, teens. Think how many you'd get if you'd got Sean? famous. I know. I can just... <laughs> I can only imagine. I can't imagine that that would be a good use of my time, though. Well... Maybe if I'd got that part in Miranda. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Let's not dwell. And then it went to someone who was already famous, Gary Shut Barlow. up! Yeah. Oh, I feel sick! Yeah. I'm not sure it did. It, that was. Yeah. You know, you've got to encourage talent through, not not keep exactly. the same old people. Yeah. You call it anyway. an old person. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Yeah, had two nights out. Two I, nights out? I've had, one those, I've had one of those, no, I've had no. one of those staggered birthdays, because my birthday was the Friday and I was going then. away. <laughs> I was going away. <laughs> I ended up having like a, a family night out, me and the, the wife and the kids. I've never said the wife in my life, that's, that's weird. That's nice. Did you go to a harvester? We uh, <laughs> we went to an Italian, actually. Oh, lovely. An Italian harvester. It was called Harvestra. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's Pantry. That <laughs> <laughs> was nice. Oh, nice. That was nice. And on Monday night, it what, seems did, a very did, stretch. Was it, was it, did you have a children's venue? We, uh, well, it, did that Alan, Alan makes his wife have the children. I'm fascinated <laughs> by the children's menu. Well, <laughs> you know, you can't choose from it if you're not. A, if they don't I deem know. you to be a child, do you just think by I don't know you. about the children's menu? I work in fashion, darling. We had some of the children's <laughs> menu. All I ever order off. Yeah. But will they let you order off the children's menu? I think you'll find they'll let me do whatever I pretty much like in restaurants. Oh, fair enough. Well, I technically did. Well, they weren't do that in fashion. <laughs> I did have. I tried to get a pair of jeans in Baby Gap. <laughs> I did sort of have a bit of the children's menu because there was a point where we were ordering. My wife went, "Oh, I don't think they're hungry enough to bother with the starters." And well, we should we just get one pizza between them? And I went, "No," and I said, "You know, if there's any spares, I'll eat. I'll yeah. eat leftover children's menus. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that." It's great, it's like taking a wheelie bin. Children yeah. having starters—that's very middle class. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. old fish fingers. Oh, I went to a children's party this week. I good. They're better than adult parties. Yeah, definitely. I hate yeah. adult parties. I agree. Definitely. I like the f- this idea of singing everything that happens. So <laughs> this woman, we had an, there's an entertainer, and she, she got out some colourful scarves for them to do peepo with. Oh, uh-huh. a bit Jenny Murray. And then she said, uh, now we're putting away the scarves, putting away <laughs> the scarves, away the scarves. Away. And then but, but, I thought, how's she going to end this? There's no ending to this. And then she went, in the bag, and I thought, oh. got it. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they do that adult parties? Because I just, yeah. I, I always, someone says would be something going back I get in upset. A bag at an well, party. you know, but when people say to me stuff that upsets me, and then I can sing, somebody's mentioned a bad review, bad <laughs> review, bad, somebody's mentioned a bad review. I hope they die in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Starters that we were talking about. You know, we were talking about the kids' menu. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
I, I'm, I'm going to have to confess, Emily said how very middle class the kids have in starters. It gets even more middle class than that. The uh, the kids' menu at this particular Italian has, uh, has a baby Chino involved. Oh, I love a baby Chino. A baby the Chino. kids are allowed a baby Chino, which is mm. basically a cup of froth with some chocolate powder on it. But mm. it's kind well, of that's cute, what a cappuccino it? is. Is mm. it? All right. It? Yeah, yeah, sort of. If you're one of those coffee people that goes, oh, yeah, if you like froth, why don't you have a cappuccino? Yeah. You know those people. No, you know, it's nice that the kids can join in. Though. It is, yeah. We had a night out on Monday, non-kids, babysitter, and we had a, a Monday night out, like Monday club, like a typically self-employed person, like, let's go out on a Monday when nothing else is happening. Mm. Um, and we went pub curry... Oh, and, uh, no. well, that is the coolest night of the week to go out. Just so you know. <laughs> it is really cool, yeah. isn't it? If you like empty places, but as um, you know, I don't. Do. I'm not a fan of the Indian food. Really, you not? Oh, Apart from I love it, Papa Doms and their attendant pickles, lime pickle. I, yeah. What do you have them. against the Indian love food? The lime I just, I've got nothing against it on principle. I just don't like. I wasn't it implying friends. anything sinister. Oh, no, exactly. I, I find it's like eating pickle. The whole thing is a pickle experiment. Oh, okay. I loved it. Where is the poppadoms? I could happily say I'll have, I'll have, I'll have five poppadoms and then uh, and then I'll have five poppadoms and then I'll have five poppadoms. That's mm. good. Three course meal. Yeah, fifteen poppadoms. But it's terrible. It means I peak very early nice. on a curry night out. Yeah. I think, oh well, the poppadoms are gone now. I've got to get through this lot. You could be like someone that works in fashion and just have starters and then go. Yeah, that's that works, doesn't it? I could, you could make them last. But my wife. The got stuff I dip in, there's, there's like, like a, there's a light green thing. Oh, yeah, the mint. Like oh. a pinky thing. I don't, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. It could be paint for all I know. <laughs> but it's nice. Tasty paint, isn't it? Oh, God, it's, it sits on that pop of them like we, a uh, alien on a craft. We went, we went after the curry to, to play pool against each other. As you, well, went after, you went after the curry. Yeah, you weren't yeah. prepared well, you to wait Cockrell. for it to be served. Just the two went, um, of you. Just the two you of us. You went mad this week. Yeah, we went and played pool. It's romantic, darling. Well, we see it as an opportunity for trash talk which there isn't enough of in our marriage so, so we what play you, pool when you say we'll trash say, talk do you mean like, oh I'm going to beat you at pool God. I'm oh. definitely going to win this game oh, I thought you thing. meant like pillow filth <laughs> no. no but that does sound a bit pillow filth no. I'm going to beat you at pool anyway I won 3-0 and she mooted the ridiculous theory that she's worried about the future of pool like where are the next generation of pool players coming from because middle class pubs haven't got Pool tables in them. It's and true. Said, well, though. The middle classes were never the, it's true. the it's next like the generation Catholic, of pool players, were they? It's like the Catholic priesthood. The pool mm. players they just aren't coming through anymore. The, no. sem- the, right? the pool seminaries a, are, are empty. It's the paucity of talent in the priesthood. Well, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, had, it's had quite a bit of bad press. Like <laughs> <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the Catholic Church and light entertainment. What's gone on? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a great recruiting ground at the minute. But play you know, play a song and tell me if you want. This could be your opening in Light Entertainment. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, I believe we've taken a trip to Email Corner once again. I know oh. you, don't, you don't have to press the button if you okay. don't want to. I won't. Um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I'm writing to you regarding a bizarre phenomenon. Oh! phenomenon Mm. that occurs at my place of work this relates to the restroom toilet Mm -hmm. there is the well the common well-known practice with urinals where you should always leave one space between you and the next man um or more if there's room i would say well Um, i always think that uh, they should have you know when you're on a plane mm. and and Mm. and the food comes yeah and on some of the ones, that there's there's like a, a a tray on the on the armrest. I think they should have those um, trays mm. on urinals, sort of half up the urinal, 
then no one, you know, like could a little be divider. Well, just so that you, you know, you can't see anything. I still below. don't oh. quite understand the geography in that in that place. The blinkers. It's like Atlantis so, yeah. to me. It's a world of mystery in there. I don't want to know, actually. Yeah, well, I feel the same about the, the ladies. I mean, I do. We're very straightforward in there. No, I, I imagine. Very, what you see is what you get. Love. I imagine it's lovely in there. Mm. Yeah, you could eat off the floor in there. Pay a lady a pound, you get a spritz. Okay, so he goes into the his, uh... phenomenon is as follows: okay. you enter the restroom and enter a cubicle. If someone else is in another cubicle and they flush first, you have to wait until they've washed hands, used the dryer, and left the restroom before you can leave your cubicle. If you I flush see. first, the other person mm. automatically waits for you to wash your hands, use the dryer, and leave the restroom before they can leave their cubicle. It seems that the whole act is shrouded in secrecy. I've never discussed this behaviour with anybody else at work, nor have I heard it being discussed. It seems to just happen. I'd like to ask the team, is this normal? Best wishes, Phil. Mm. It sounds to me like it's a bit like the uh, confessional box yeah. of the Roman Catholic Church, that you don't, you're not yes. supposed to know who's next door, as yeah. it were. I think that's well, I don't know enough. why toilet cubicles don't have a grid. <laughs> you could so double you it could, up. So you can chat without being absolutely sure of the other person. Do a is. bit of multitasking. Yeah, that'd be, I think that'd be nice. I, that's, that's what I miss in the cubicles, community. Confession. You couldn't do your confession during Actually, that. You couldn't do the confession. While I've got right. you boys here, mm-hmm. I have a toilet etiquette incident um, that involves <laughs> comics <clears throat> and dressing rooms that I'd like to ask really? your opinion on. Was it W.C. Fields? <laughs> Oh, I'm so proud of you right now. That's excellent. That's sterling. Um, I had a bit of a toilet incident this week. Okay. I was doing, uh, it's called a dry run. For oh. in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound sorry, worth the Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's none of us getting any younger. <laughs> Not that. So it was a dry run for a show. Oh, okay. So that's when you, yeah, in front like of an audience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is there someone else? But there was. <laughs> have you been seeing some other comedians behind my back? Well, I have. Okay. Oh my goodness. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna name them now. Are you? Yes. Name and share. They were lovely, lovely. Okay. Um, but That's what it, you happened- can name the name said that. Yeah, oh, I have to. So say you that. went to the toilet. So I went to the toilet, but um, there were three comics, four mm. comics, um, in all. There was Russell Kane. Okay. Um, Jared Christmas. Mm-hmm. Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. And Richard Herring. Okay. Mm. So picture the scene. We're all backstage. I say backstage. It is, you know, what these dressing rooms are like. I mean, they're not Drury Lane, darling. It no. was tiny in the extreme. Yes. So there's me and the four men, and I felt slightly uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. Russell Kane and me with the hairspray. We were both putting hairspray on at one point. It was a piece super in there. Frankly. <laughs> oh, I, I told you when I shared one with a, a dressing room with Michael Flatley. Oh dear. And he had a, he had a spray can in each hand. <laughs> No. <laughs> he was. He was. He had. He had. It was like double twin jets. He had. So we had to go and uh, the, me and the other people who were sharing. Mm. Um, Jonathan Price. He um, he drew the curtain on his section. To, what about uh, Jonathan to, Miller? Where was he? His when all this was going on. But yeah, he actually stood and and did double <laughs> hairspray. Was there a wasp in there or something? And he was trying to zap it at the same no, time. No, there was his hair. He, he went on stage and he danced and he danced rigorously. Michael Flatley's yeah, hair didn't yeah. move an inch. He was oh, known he for that, wasn't he? He was, was known for that. I'm even going to go so far as to say he was the Lord of the Dance. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard him called that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, back in the dressing room with the four boys. Mm-hmm. And I was happy in that situation, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But then I needed the toilet, Frank. Mm. So I thought, what do you do in that situation? Because if you share a dressing room, I've not been in this situation. I thought, I'm going to say, 
I said, there isn't much space here. The toilet's small. I said, can you talk while I'm in the toilet? Because mm. I, I feel slightly you yeah. know, embarrassed. Oh. Oh, they God. went, yeah, fine. They didn't say a word. No, yeah. well, they wouldn't. Oh, wouldn't this they? This is typical comedians. <laughs> you know, you ask them not to talk. Like, you ask them to talk and they deliberately don't. It's... it's like, I start. They shafted oh, me. Those four comments. Oh my <laughs> god! Whoa! Whoa! Anyone? I can only. I was. I didn't expect that revelation. <laughs> Metaphorically, I came speaking, out, yeah, Frank. Yeah. And I tried humming. You came it, out, but that didn't stop. <laughs> it was silent, and then I tried three flushes, and it's and it wouldn't flush as well. No, oh, no. Yeah. And they heard oh. that. And I heard from the outside. I heard. Hang on. When you say. <laughs> When oh, you say it wouldn't flush, you mean the toilet was broken. You don't mean it wouldn't flush. No, the toilet was something broken. Something remaining. Yeah. The toilet oh, was broken. Goodness. Anyway, I, honestly, it was, it was one of the most mortificado, and I've learned from now on, I will never go to the bathroom with four yeah. comics there. Yeah, yeah. I no. can't do it, Frank. Don't make me. Yeah. But do you have to do that when you share a dressing room with people? What do you yeah. do? Well, there's... Uh, I, I mean, I don't... It's, it's never troubled me. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even close the door. Oh, oh. I see. I don't. Like I that. turn away. I mean, I turn away. I think that's all they need. Mm. Like Trevor McDonald and the sports results. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, you they just go. Ah. A, you could have left a tap running quite for a loudly. lady. I would have said, "Come on, guys, let's just step outside the dressing room for a would bit." Would you? Yeah. Okay. That would have been my view. Well. As for this guy with the with the hand dryer thing, mm. what I would do if I was him, I'd leave my cubicle, mm. I'd wash my hands. I'd dry, I'd dry them, loud hand dryer. I'd open the door and close it, but remain in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when the next bloke comes out, say, all right, Steve, how's it going? And steadily break down that, uh, that barrier. Mm. I told you when I saw Carmen at the Royal Metropolitan Opera House, didn't I? No. Oh, <laughs> oh honestly. I I, can I tell it on radio? I'll check that with the... Okay. Uh, it's a grotesque and horrifying <laughs> tale. <laughs> I don't mean Carmen. I mean what happened to me in the toilets at the uh, at the Metropolitan Opera oh, House. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're still in email corner. Oh yeah. Well, we've had an email um, from Graham Cook uh, saying I have the email corner jingle as my ringtone. Shut. Up. He does. <laughs> he says he does. Anyway, one of our uh, one up. of our readers sent that in, so he, <laughs> might have, right. he might have some sort of copyright. I think I sang it, didn't I? I sang it impromptu, and then he added. Yes, a, he added, he added some added, sitar. Uh, yeah, he added sitar, um, and and the rest as they say. He added history. vibe. Yes. Um, he says I have the email corner jingle as my ringtone for when I receive email on my phone. Oh, what a good idea! Great idea. Oh, I don't like the idea of that. Do you know why? <laughs> why? I don't want to know that I've had an email. I want to check my emails and see my emails. I don't want a, oh, okay. a ding ding every time. You're right. Oh, what? I'm going to have my day I interrupted couldn't... by Amazon telling me what I've been looking at in the last few days. Amazon is mean. the least of my problems, but let's leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cope with three. Of I've been added to off. an Anne Summers list. <laughs> no. I have. I've had no say That's over odd, this. because I've been no. taken away. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I'm, removed. Well, I've been added. Have you? But how did that... Have I'm you? a modern-day independent woman. I would have no shame in admitting if I was a regular punter at I Anne Summers. those parties you did were top away. <laughs> That's what you told me. Mm-hmm. And I've been added, and I get them all the time. That's a, that's a and they're quite step. explicit. Some of them. Oh, what? No, oh. Not, yeah. not from Anne. Some of the goods they're offering me. 
Yeah. And Herb is such a nice old-fashioned 1950s name, I'm sure. Yeah. I know, yeah. You haven't been to any of those parties, No, I haven't. It sounds like you've been pranked. Someone's pranked you. Yeah, that sounds like... Anyway, this chap is saying... You know what they say, one swallow doesn't make an Anne Summers party. That's what they say. Uh, He's got the email corner jingle as his ringtone, Mm. and when he gets an email, uh, his wife, when she hears it, she always sings Call Time Warner, which is a cable company in the US, he adds helpfully. Call Time Warner? Yeah. Mm. Let's try it, shall we? Ready? Call Time Warner! It's an absolute treat. It does. And they are actually my bosses. If no. there's so any... Uh, that is my parent company. They own me. They own my magazine. If there's any uh, oh, wow. und- undertakers listening, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I suggest is um, a s- whenever a woman comes in through the door, customer, mm-hmm. hit the button, female mourner. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sort of lightens up, because often oh. people are, you know, they're in, they're in they're yeah, quite yeah. upset. And I think that would be a, a bit Roger, of The Roger Moore approach to grief. <laughs> or if you're, if you're on a... T- <laughs> Frank seems to adopt <laughs> it, the sensitivity. Or if you're on a transsexual bathhouse, you could have she-male sauna. That would work. <gasps> mm. yeah. I, I'm thinking of um, coming up with some jingles for the show. Me and Daisy had a discussion, didn't we? Did you? Yeah, I'm very keen on writing a few. Well, I actually... I, I, this is... What do you think of this? This is the tester. What's been going on I'm, behind I'm our backs? <laughs> Swapping lottery numbers. It's the Frank Skinner Show. Sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's slightly less so. <laughs> what do you think? Mm, workshop it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's work in progress. I like it, though, Frank. Okay. It's a lovely effort. I think we should try. I think you might have pressed it a lot today if we'd had it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just had it on a loop. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a request in. Um, somebody's texted saying, will you do an email for you with the jingle, please? I want to rip it for my own phone's email alert. Mm. OK. I'll do it. Yeah, it seems... Um, yeah, right. We'll all do it together. Yeah, we'll do it. Can we manage a three-part harmony? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, that would be terrible. OK. No. What is it? Email for you? Yeah. Email for you. Yeah, rip that. I think, well, I think he's ripped it. Um, <laughs> have we got ripping it now? I should think. Anyway. Have we got time for a final email? Go me? on. This is from Stuart Potter. He says, um, "Potter, dear Mr. Radio, Stupor. yes, um, and the hokey cokey leaky." Yes, yeah, Stu Potter's a bit suspicious. Mm. Carry on. Sat down in front of the TV with my dinner the other night when I noticed that Catherine Jenkins was on. We should have some sort of Beelzebub alarm when she is mentioned. Mm. When I looked down at my plate, my knives were crossed. Need I say more? Uh, well, the signs... You just need no to one... say some more. I want to know what he was eating, that he had two knives on a plate. Yeah, that's... Mm. that is kind of... Corn on the cob? <laughs> <laughs> but he had several fish courses before. He couldn't do that on, Think, t- on, on a Maybe plate. a burger, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well... Uh, you know, but you'll remember when the day comes that I warned you all about <laughs> Catherine Dinkins, but no, no, no. I've tried to find ways of exposing it. I've, I've been talking to Channel 5 about uh, celebrity Donkin school. Donkin stool. <laughs> <laughs> Docking. St- what a shame that this show that's been so brilliant throughout 
should end with just just the voice used as a, as, a, as sounds rather than actual words. I'm getting out of here. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to a screening of um, Tomb of the Cybermen. Love Do- it. Doctor Who, second Doctor, classic yeah. adventure, and I'm very Me excited too. about it. And <laughs> I'm seeing Kraftwerk on Monday night, so... And it's Valentine's Day on Thursday. So what a week! What a week it's going to be for me! Unless, of course, I un- die unexpectedly. <laughs> uh, which is what's happened this morning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and you know what? The good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise. We'll be back again this time next week. ta This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.